0: 20 years ago, a new voice hit the airwaves in Palm Beach County.
1: I've been calling with the ESPN Radio 760, the Palm Beach Sports
0: Center. A voice that was passionate about sports. Good afternoon and welcome. Dedicated to the community and committed to bringing fans the best coverage possible. That voice was ESPN West Palm. And for two decades, it has continued to define the sports scene in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. From the big three. Not two, not three, not To four. Friday Night Lights. it's 10-5,
2: touchdown John Carroll. Touchdown Martin County.
0: ESPN West Palm has been there every step of the way. Because every day above ground is a good day. We've covered Super Bowls, NBA Finals, and everything in between. Live from PGA National, we have a Honda Classic Champion. We've talked to legends and introduced fans to up-and-coming stars. It
3: is Bobby Bowden.
0: Coach Evan Cohen, how are things? Evan, good to talk to you again, buddy. All with you, the fans in mind.
4: Hola! Let's do this! Woo!
0: That was some hot take radio. I know my basketball, buddy. Sit back, relax, and join us as we take a look back at the last 20 years of sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. This is ESPN West Palms 20 for 20.
1: And it's the hour that everyone has been waiting for. The Saturday Sports Page Hour here on ESPN West Palm Beach. I'm a voice that none of you really know. I am Jim Rutledge, who would have been more of a producer of this show with my co host right now, Mike Goldstein. What the heck is Mike Goldstein doing here? Mike Goldstein, what, how are you doing?
2: What, what, what am I doing up at two in the morning? A, a very apropos for the show. I woke up like. Fifteen minutes before the show started, yeah. had no agenda, no idea what we were talking about, and just turned on the radio. Well, that's just—I mean—that's that, how we do things.
1: Yeah, that's the Saturday Sports Page. We also have Fatique so. with us as well, who's been a part of the Saturday Sports Page. Now we all learned that all three of us kind of did this shift, but none of us really know each other. Uh, so that'll be fun. It'll be a good show. We'll, we'll figure it all out together. Truly a great him? job playing. It. I, I, and as usual, Mike, him? I am on like no sleep. I've been up for 22 hours straight. So, you know, different reasons now. Now it's because the kids up, not because I was up all night. So, you know, that
2: seems, that seems like a you problem and and, and your fault. So I, I got, I, I was advised by my wife to get some rest. I was going to stay up all night and she said, you just go to sleep. It's like, Oh, yeah. Like, why don't I just go to sleep? That's a good idea. I don't have anything to worry about because you're going to carry us for the next hour. Oh, yeah. Very excited Absolutely.
1: As it was all the way back in the day, uh, 2000. So, Mike Goldstein, give us your – this is your life. Give us your history uh, with ESPN West Palm because, honestly, I would imagine that (laughs) if anyone is listening at 2 (laughs) a.m., They're going to know your voice uh, and your name more than they're going to know mine. So let's start with the one person someone might know. Actually, McLovin is the guy that everyone knows right now. But besides McLovin, we'll go with you.
2: I I have a hard time believing that anybody listening to this show knows anybody other than Brian.
1: (laughs) Yes, Um, I I would agree. But you know what? If you're listening to 2 a.m. in West Palm Beach, (laughs) you're a diehard. So you might know who Mike Goldstein is.
2: Also, apropos for the show that that we're talking about, uh, at at the time that we were on the air, there probably were only people who knew us very intimately, right? And very few people who were organically listening to the radio station at that time. Um, would, what, what do you want? To, what do you want to know, Jim? You want to know like what, <laughs> who like, are
1: the, you? Why <laughs> are you on the radio right now? So is Mike what the, I want to know, Michael. Like, <laughs> I also want to throw
3: out:
2: When was the last time you two ever spoke? Uh, I
1: was just we I about text, that. yeah
2: <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 Jim's gonna Jim's gonna upplay this a little bit, but I don't think that you and I have heard each other's voices like in an actual conversation, other than me like hearing you on TikTok or or, or hearing you like on some like awful clip from your terrible show in Madison. Like, I, I I don't think that you and I have heard each other's voices in probably
1: like five or six years. You right? underestimate like, your impact. I hear you, my nightmares regularly. <laughs>
0: Wrong. Yeah, your I sports guess.
1: center is not right, Jim. You're not doing it right. <laughs> Rewrite it, and it's all in how you write a sports center. Uh, many right. of us, Mike, that have is. talked about uh, what a taskmaster you were about sports. Centers. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you, Jim. That's a compliment for sure. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's the story I love to tell: that Mike Goldstein was so difficult about clearing people to be on the air that I was literally on WFAN in New York. <laughs> calling in for Knicks versus Heat games and cleared there before I was cleared by Mike Goldstein to be on in West Palm Beach.
2: I'm going to use some some psychology from, from back in the day, Jim. Yeah. And we're going to reverse engineer that. So I'm going to ask you now all of that hard work, and look where you are today. Ah. Oh, it's you, all- you, are, you, you are sitting on the air at 2 a.m. in South Florida, a market where you not only don't live, where you're also not even working. Yeah, and you're on the air at two in the morning talking to me, who has not been in media for six years.
1: I Think am how, so established all that in this business that I had to, I was forced out of this market <laughs> to go to Madison, Wisconsin, and they brought me all the way back to be on at two a.m. <laughs> with Mike Goldstein. Job <laughs> so title unknown. I can unknown. roast you
2: for an hour. <laughs> I can roast you for an hour. This is great. Yeah, they brought you all the way back. You, you're going to have to tell the story at some point. As to um, w- what the the conversation was like when when Evan revealed to you that you were leaving Florida and going back to Wisconsin, yeah, you're gonna I, have to tell that story at some point.
1: Yes, I, I will. I will share that one as well. But Mike Goldstein, I'll I'll try to do it again. <laughs> Why are we talking to you? Who are you? So you're you're talking to me because because
2: Brian texted me like like <laughs> last week and asked me if I could join at two o'clock in the morning for this ridiculous conversation. No, I I so. I, for those who don't know i was the second permanent host of what was i don't even know if this the show still does the show still exist in any form a, i, I like, have no not no, know the show's been dead for years okay mike yeah, i have no idea called, what the, Arizona is. the saturday the, the saturday sports page which which i hosted from it would have been 2005 when i was a part-time teammate at the radio station um which was espn 760 at the time um, I was the second permanent host and I hosted from uh, 2005 through that would have been like October, probably summer of 2011. So like six plus years. Um, and through that program, we developed, a, and I'm still very proud of this, we developed a huge number of people who would go on to do like really good, kind of important, probably not really important, but several people who do, who did like some things that were interesting at in that in that company and beyond people who, w- who left the company and are still doing things that are not involved in radio at all but are doing very successful things in their lives and i take a lot of pride in the work that we did in those six years brian you were a producer and an intern on that show yep james you were a producer and an intern on that show yeah many others were yeah so and, i uh that, that's I, I don't know i'm just i'm just some guy man i was sitting in the chair <laughs> y'all were doing the real work that that's really what it was about
1: so, you know, Pratik is here as well, and we had a little twenty for twenty kind of celebration, and we were talking about the Saturday Sports Page shift, really, which started with the fishing shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, do you remember their names, Mike? The guys who did the fishing, your lead-ins for <laughs> the, the highly popular Saturday Sports Page.
2: I, I, there was there was a peak. There was a
1: uh-huh. Tommy at some
2: point.
3: Yep, Pete and Tommy um, Schultz. Here, Pete Schultz at 5.45 a.m. Mark your radios right
1: now. How do you mark
3: this? Tune in in three <laughs> hours. You really got caught in the air with the <laughs>
1: ball. Yeah, my bad. 5.45 wanna... fishing. <laughs> you've, really set, you've really set McLovin up, Mike. Really <laughs> great work developing him. I, I want Fantastic. To, um,
2: I want to stress something. Um, the fact that I was able to pull Pete and Tommy out of who knows where. I don't think you all realize how disconnected from media I have been, from radio, and from that radio station. For the, for the, I haven't lived in South Florida in 11 plus years, 11 and a half years. Wow. Well, I, I was back for four days in 11 and a half years. That was it. And that's it. Literally, that's it. Um, so the fact that I was able to pull out two names from like a dozen years ago, I have to give myself a huge amount of credit for that.
1: So you're I, welcome. humble as always. Yes. <laughs> Very humble. Goodness. Look at me. I remember old guys. They, they led in my show for years. And they literally left the yeah. studio as I came in. But I am important now, and I don't know, remember their names. But I'm definitely not important. <laughs> you, that, that's a mistake. So those <laughs> shows, I, know, I think I'm important. And and, <laughs> and McLovin, please help me on this. So those shows started at what? Five a.m. or six a.m. Well, remember we had a round town with John Martin. You know, oh, a guess. big time show. That right. one will not be a reunion because that's how it would go. Because often you'd walk in the door as J Mark's yes. tape <laughs> around town was wrapping up. That wasn't live. <laughs> and the, Oh, yes, it was live, absolutely. Whatever the FCC needs. You just to broke here. so many yeah, hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, the ladies loved John Martin.
3: So I think it was a round-town Florida roundtable, I
4: believe, for an hour. It was like hour. 57 yeah. minutes of Florida roundtable yeah. yeah. and three minutes of John yeah. Martin's around town.
3: Yeah. And then I think the yeah. fishing were 7 to 9, and then sports page started at 9. 9 okay. to noon.
1: So it was two That's different correct. fishing shows, I believe. Yes. yes. And... We were talking before, these fishing shows, the callers, I mean, this was, there was social media, but not really. Right. So share some of the callers we'd get on the shows.
4: Yeah. I mean, the fishing shows were great because it was such an engaged community, but it was basically two hours of people calling in from wherever they were on their boat and saying like, oh, it's raining here. Nothing's biting here. Or the water's really rough over here. And then they would hang up and Pete and Tommy or Eden or whoever was hosting would just be like. All right. Well, you heard it there, and so that's uh, that's the report from you know Jupiter Inlet or wherever this person might have been. Stay away from there. No fish. And they also would bring like their rods into the pole
3: because they were worried about them being stolen from the truck downstairs. So those would be in the studio. They a lot of times would literally be fishing all morning. So hygiene not exactly a priority most of the time. They have whole
4: trays of food in the office. (laughs) just at six a.m. Just trays of like microwaved catfish. It was unbelievable. Listen, y'all y'all are roasting these guys, but they had significantly more
2: engagement at those hours for
1: three hours. Oh, so I'm, starting I'm not, this is sheer envy. No, I wish I had people that cared enough to call into my show and tell me how the fishing is. <laughs> I mean, that is dedication. No, it is. I, I just remember the whole time they would do these shows, but like, what are your lives? So uh-huh. like, what do you you just fish and talk about fish? Like, that sounds pretty amazing if you love fishing. Like, that's that's yeah. a pretty sweet spot to be. And then we got to Mike Goldstein, who uh, you oh, hosted with boy. Russ Evans for a while, and then it was a solo show. And then I got the opportunity to work my way in over time. It's kind of how I remember that. Maybe that's my mind's eye also <laughs> yeah, being I, up well, twenty-three I, hours. But
2: I, I was actually—I was thinking about this. Believe me, I did as much prep as you think I did for this. But I, I was—I was thinking about when Jim you joined the show. So yeah, Russ transitioned out. I, I was co-host with him for a little bit. And then, and then I took the show over solo. You were, weren't you one of our first producers? Or one of my first producers yes, when, when, yes. when I went solo? Uh, were, were, did you produce the two of us
1: at any point? Uh, it Me was, and Russ? yes, for a little bit. And then Russ transitioned out and then it was moved to you. And I think I'm going to make this up because I want to make myself feel good. I was such a good producer and had like the opportunity to <laughs> chime <laughs> in and like help with the show. that like Mike can carry like 90% of it. And Jim's ready for the 10%. Uh, and that's how I remember it. Also, yeah. uh, McLovin and Classic uh, Saturday Sports page. I don't know the clock, so just tell me if <laughs> I can. I'll tell it you right. what. Okay. Well,
3: it's funny also with the Saturday, like you mentioned how <laughs> difficult it was to get cleared. I remember my first time being on these airwaves was a Saturday with Mike where he was talking curling and he goes, hey, you want to oh, jump yeah. in on this? And I was like, I, I guess. Right. And I always remember, that was my first time on air was talking curling with Mike G on a Saturday morning.
1: Well, now I feel that's like right. my we, life's has gone did, full We did sport.
3: a lot
2: of mainstream sports, a lot of mainstream sports
3: on Saturdays. Is, my, is, was, um,
1: is this This Is Your Life? Is Matt Hamilton, my <laughs> Olympic gold medalist curler host, going to call in now at 214? No, people to, go to, to sleep at this
4: time, Rutledge. No
1: one's awake. Uh, he fair. has no idea that you're here doing yeah. this, right? Like, <laughs> is, that, is he looking for you on Friday? Yeah, he's curling in uh, <laughs> Michigan with his sister. Okay. So he doesn't have any <laughs> no, idea. He's doing, a, he's doing like a real thing right now. So. The,
2: the actual, wait, real, real question, Jim. Does, does he like curl in his free time? <laughs> like, like what does he do in So his free it time? is actually he just, like, a, a running gag
1: now at ESPN Madison where I, where I currently am. I, so I do host a show with Matt Hamilton, Olympic gold medalist. And he's known, if you're just tuning in, as the guy with the mustache and he's the, the sweeper, he has the long hair. But Mark Tauscher honestly implied on the air one time when Matt Hamilton, Mark Tauscher, Packer Hall of Famer, one of our hosts, of William Tausch in Madison, he said to Matt, he's "Like, so what do you do that when you're not curling?" And Matt's like, "I'm an Olympic athlete. I curl regularly. like every day. I go to the really? rink. Yeah, that's, and, that's legit. Yes, he goes oh, and man. curls. I was, I was kidding. And they wow. have like actual. Yeah, he gets really offended because I mean, look, he's Peter Pan. I've told him this all the time. He hosts a two-hour radio show with me." He'll do curling, maybe you know, a couple hours a day, and that's his that's his week. So like he lives, and then he flies all over the country and competes uh, with Team Schuster or with his sister. So he's he's Peter Pan and he'll own that. But he does actually curl. Now, what do you do for practicing for curling? That's a different story, uh, and everyone's different. So he, if you are interested, he likes to play. He actually likes to curl and compete because he likes to have the competition. His sister will literally it'd be like playing basketball and just taking shots. She'll just roll the stone, if you will, and try to get it to spin to where she wants it to spin. Reminder to Rutledge, also, we are in South Florida.
3: Not a big curling community here.
1: Matt Hamilton things,
2: is know. a star. No, Nobody, Jim, literally nobody knows who he is.
1: Emerging I, I, market,
2: I, I, perhaps.
3: Uh, maybe,
1: I, 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 perhaps. I'll tell you this. To say, more people know who he is than he, than they know who we are. So I'm yes, just trying to throw out some sort of relevance because he's got, like, Forty thousand Instagram followers. So it's a wow. shot.
2: I have to give <laughs> Brian some significant credit for producing the show in the way that you have, because you have stuck to the SSP aesthetic so perfectly. Like all we need to do now is have an actual legitimate conversation about like the Iditarod or the Marlins' like fifth starter, and and we're like we're we're dialed into what the show is like. I a
3: think that's a tease. Ago. I exactly. think it's time for break. Then there's your tease, Rutledge. He first, teed you up.
4: <laughs>
1: even the first
4: Marlins <laughs> right. starter
1: would be obscure enough. What's what's Trump Willis up to? <laughs> Find out next.
0: You're listening to ESPN 106.3, 20 years of defining sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. You're listening to ESPN West Palm's 20 for 20, celebrating 20 years of defining sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast.
2: We have uh, Bill Parcells Day today. You've heard from a lot of uh, very interesting areas. You heard the Parcells press conference, the whole half hour of it. Tim Graham from the Palm Beach Post. And now we go back out to the Metro PCS hotline. And it is, you know him from Saturday Sports Page with me, Jim, the homeless producer. Rutledge is Jim, the homeless uh, reporter. Rutledge today. How are you doing there, Jim? I'm doing all right, G. How you doing? I'm doing all right. <laughs> well, so I understand you got dressed up for the occasion today.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, Bill Parcells, I had to make a good impression. I mean, it's not too often Big Tuna comes down to uh, Miami.
2: So what'd you wear? What'd you wear?
1: Uh, I got a nice uh, button-down shirt. Uh, it's actually dry-cleaned. Wow. Some nice some nice jeans, all designer stuff, and some uh, dress shoes. I, I stepped it up today.
2: Jim, the pseudo-homeless producer today.
1: If we play our cards right, we could have a 2 a.m. show in West Palm Beach. If we, what do we think guys? Because I think we're on to something here. 2 to 3 what every whatever day of the week it is. I, I think know. we can make it I think we can make it happen. I think it's a good life goal. We could just host. <laughs> Overnights. Do we have to fly you was, in every week? Is that, how does that work? No, I, I actually prefer the Mike Goldstein <laughs> method of I just wake up <laughs> right before the show and just spew out my stream of consciousness. So, Mike, that's, what were you dreaming of before you joined the show? That's a really good
2: question because I I genuinely don't. I've had really good sleep this week. I've had really like healthy, like really good sleep for for a person with a 13 month old that is very not like the norm. Um, and I've had a lot of really good dreams this week, and I don't remember what I dreamed, and it really bothered me. I was thinking about that when I was rocked awake at 1.40 uh, Eastern
4: time this morning. He was dreaming about staying asleep. And we, was we ruined it.
1: <laughs> he was dreaming about I, joining McLovin, <laughs> Boutique, yep. Rutledge, and it is Goldstein here, Saturday Sports was, Page reunion.
2: I was not dreaming of that.
1: <laughs> I will also say <laughs> it's a dream.
3: Are we yeah. awake? <laughs> Like I talked about Mike and Jim not speaking forever. This is—I don't think Mike and Pratik ever met because I think Pratik is basically some would say multiplicity in terms of the way he was trained. Copy of copy. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know who would use a phrase like that, but
4: like that would be how we describe Pratik's training. I mean, I did not meet Mike G until I had already moved to Wisconsin, (laughs) and he had come up from Cleveland for a a big event that we had, Ah. and I met him there, and I met him in front of. Evan Cohen, who you know obviously has had an impact on all of us from a content standpoint, Mike walked in to this office in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He was like, oh, so great to finally meet you. We shook hands, and Evan was standing there watching it and had his hands on his head. He was like, what are you talking about? How have you never met? When I started, Mike had like must have just left within the last six months or so, Um, and Everybody I talked to, everyone that was training me was just like, well, Mike G said you do it like this. Like, this is how Mike G taught me. And I was like, this is, this is a God. Like This is all I know of this person. He's responsible for the way we did everything. Yes. The way I learned everything was from Mike G, even though none of it was directly from him because I hadn't met him and I wouldn't meet him for another four years.
2: Wow. I, I, I think... I, I don't have I don't have a lot of funny things to say about that, um, but critique, number one, it's, it actually is good to be on the air with you in this context. I think it's actually pretty interesting, and in it's a little full, full circle. It's kind of closing closing the loop a little bit. But it says a lot that at the t- what the station was like at the time, that everything just had to be done like whatever way I decided because nobody else cared. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I somebody had to figure out how to do everything. I think you so would just like perfected that. it. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about (laughs) perfection. That's how it was presented to me. It it was like there was like a half dozen of us and, and nobody knew how to do anything. So I just had to like invent ways to do things because nobody else knew or cared. So that's why everybody was like, "Oh yeah, that's how Mike G did it. It's like, nobody else cared. Like, somebody had to figure it out. So I guess that's why you were taught a certain way. I
4: mean, to take so it even further in terms of the disconnect between me and Mike, Mike and I, this is probably the third time we've ever spoken, just in general. I Once know, was that first time in Milwaukee where we met. The next time was on a Greek island for Alex Patakis' <laughs> wedding, who you'll hear I believe in the 6 a.m. hour. Uh, 6 yeah. Yeah. He,
3: he turned me down for coming on this here. Live. Boy,
2: I, I, I texted him yesterday, by the way, and I was very disappointed in him that, uh-huh. that you people made me wake up at 2 o'clock <laughs> in the morning and he gets to have a full night's sleep. I am very what disappointed. What is happening? We're getting shot down by Alex Patakis? <laughs> Ma- Brian, make sure that you give him a very hard time. I'm, okay. I'm assuming that you're going to be awake for this whole thing. So yes. Yeah, please, you bet. Yes, thank you. Appreciate that.
1: Oh man. Nah, I don't know <laughs> what to go with Alex Patakis turned down the show. Yeah. I mean, well, and calling even <laughs> 15. <minutes. laughs> right. I know.
4: Even beyond just like Mike and I having never really connected, Jim and I were on this, the same flight today coming into West Palm. And we, I mean, we've been kind of around each other all day. This is the most I've ever talked to Jim. I only, here's the thing. At this point, in my wait, life. And you both, wait, hold on. You live, both live and work in the same state. We have very similar <laughs> journeys. They're just like four years apart yeah. or whatever. Like, we both went to FAU. We both went through the Saturday Sports page pipeline. We both ended up in Wisconsin after that with GKB. And I never see Jim. We never talk. <laughs> I only talk
1: to people on the radio. It's a new life uh, thing. <laughs> like, if you want to have a conversation, it's only, on the, it's only on the radio. It's not you thing. I only talk to Matt. My wife has to book time. Like, it oh, has wow. to be broadcast somewhere. I have to be streaming it. It has to be social media. It has to be content, pratique. That's just where I am now. Everything is content. So now we get this time uh, to chat. But you guys are kind of all in, good or bad. Like, I came in from FAU, and then it was McLovin, and then Pratik. And so, and then it... Uh, Patakis was there also. Patakis, yeah. So literally, like, people. yeah, Owl Radio
3: at FAU he just, he just was essentially the AAA over, like, affiliate. Like,
2: Fifteen people. Like, what are you <laughs> doing there, Jim? There's like ten people who are between you people.
3: But they didn't it's come a to the AAA of- affiliate that was FAU. Uh, like yeah, a lot that of us came through our radio you. before we came
1: I'm here. I'm trying to pump me up. I'm saying that <laughs> they're all in my wake. Yes. That I came first from FAU. <laughs> well, I was-, I was
2: trying. To, I was trying to figure out who or what the sequencing was.
1: Wait, but like, I, wait, Brian,
2: you you totally jumped over Pew. Did you did you not say Pew? Did I miss oh, that? Oh yeah, Pew too. Yeah, that was one. So I oh, come replaced Perd though. I came from, Oh yeah, that's just fair. Did he come from FAU? If you're talking yep. about that particular, because FAU? at
3: FAU I had to run FAU basketball games on the student station that Jim and Pew were doing, where Jim had me piping <laughs> crowd noise from the station because it added to the
1: broadcast. <laughs> so, oh. but here's the thing: Pew was working. Jason uh. Pew was working at as an intern or part time at ESPN West Palm when I came from FAU, and then I brought. He wasn't getting airtime on West Palm, so I brought him. To FAU, Owl Radio, to be like, dude, you go, you like went to school here. I don't, I don't think that was like, there was like no rules. You want to think ESPN West Palm had no so, rules. Owl Radio had no rules. So I literally was like, you're graduated, but whatever. How about you just come to a show with me on Owl Radio? Jim,
3: I only went to FAU for one semester. Yeah. I did two years at Owl Radio. <laughs> Two years to where Evan Cohen would book John O'Terry, who you'll hear later today. Me and him would do oh practice God. shows because Evan's like, oh, it's a good chance for him to get practice. He never stepped foot a day on campus at FAU. We just did stuff at Student Radio. We had Wade and Zoe on our show there once.
1: Just because. Wow. There you go. There you, see, <laughs> you can book them, and you can't get Alex Pataki. Right now. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> So, I just again, I was just trying to pull myself up. Of so, I'm I, I, going just, yeah, just anyone from FAU, it all started with yeah. me here at uh, yes, you're the parcels of the tree. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Wait, good job. Full wait, circle. Wait. That's <laughs> radio, Mike Goldstein. <laughs> what, what, that, what that's a mean? callback from <laughs> wait, the beginning of the segment. We give McLovin some love on that. That was great. How did, how did we go from Jim the homeless producer <laughs> to
2: to him being
1: the parcels of, of the uh-huh. series? How, how did that
3: happen? Just because he went to FAU. That was it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, keep in mind, Mike, right. you get
4: credit for all this. Yeah. You want this? Uh, I don't you know if I want credit. This is all <laughs> you're I doing.
2: I don't know if I want that credit. <laughs> but also, in in very typical Saturday Sports Page, again at the time, um like our our what would, I would call logical leaps or maybe logical fallacies, you figured out a way to reverse engineer Jim, the homeless producer, as you heard coming into the segment as being the parcels of the show. So that actually does track with how we thought about things, which didn't make any sense. It took, it would usually take us 20, 30, 40 minutes to figure out what our point was for the day. So that is very much in line with exactly what we're doing today or tonight or whatever this is.
1: But I'm so going to go good ahead. job, Brian. Again, I'm going to say you. this show was ahead of its time because the only time that I, I think it. anyone actually cared about the show is when we weren't talking sports. Mm-hmm. Cause Mike would try to get super weird about things about baseball. Nobody cared about. And but if we talked about, like, what, like, your favorite American gladiator, which I think <laughs> is definitely a segment we did, like, people were like, oh, I got,
4: I got that.
1: And now <laughs> oh, all I, I do now is either talk about Aaron Rodgers' poops uh, in Madison and, like, what he's up to do next, or, like, why don't you like the snow? Like, so now, like, nobody even does sports anymore. So, Mike, we, like, reinvented sports radio.
2: I am, oh, I don't know, just listen, again, again, taking a leap and giving us a lot more credit where it does not deserve. It's 2.30 in the morning. We can say whatever we want. (laughs) I I will say, though, that we did get a lot of traction from talking about your personal life, which I know at the time um, was very interesting. It was very interesting. Now
1: I'm boring, Uh, but
2: yes. (laughs) We got a lot more traction from that than talking about any. Like I said, you, you are right on. I would definitely veer more toward what does Marlin spring training look like, which I know that that's not popular now back 15 years ago, that was like, you couldn't come up with something less popular than talking about Marlins or spring training or anything like that on this radio station. And I would spend a lot of time doing that. But Jim would always pull us back to something that really had nothing to do with sports. And it would always be way better and more interesting. So I give you a lot of credit for that, Jim. You were not good on the radio. But that was something that you were very good at, was was bringing us back to something that people actually cared about, which was definitely not sports at the time.
1: I am still not good on the radio. Yeah, I know. That is very, very clear. Uh, we'll talk about how bad we all are at the radio because I'm the only one that does anything in radio uh, as far as the regular host here. We got McLovin as the main producer. I don't even do radio anymore either. That's right. This so, is the first
3: time touching this board in two years. I'm not confident we're on air. Wow. Is that, is that real? Like, you really don't, don't I do the like, TV stuff now. I run our TV side. So, like, I'm not confident we're on air. Like, there's lights on the board, but... I don't know if anyone's hearing this.
4: there's no difference for anyone (laughs) out there. Like Nobody is impacted. Not one person (laughs) is impacted. Also, at least
1: when Mike and I were around, it wasn't off-brand that we'd be off-air. Yeah, that's fair. Especially if I was producing. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, great segment. Uh, Your mic was off the whole time. My bad. (laughs) All right. Good rant, though. Uh, This is Saturday sports page recap on uh, ESPN West Palm you're listening to ESPN
0: 106.3 20 years of defining sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast.
3: Welcome back to ESPN West Palm 2420 as we look back on 20 years of ESPN West Palm. And now we're talking Saturday sports page, Mike G, Jim Rutledge here till 3 a.m. One of the guys that used to join us every single Saturday, he spanned the post with us. He covered FAU. He covered everything that was Palm Beach County, Marcus Nelson joining us here, Marcus, Palm Beach County has been a part of your life for a while. I know you're a Bama guy, but what does sports in Palm Beach County mean to you? Oh, my God. It's been
5: uh, – you know, there's just so much going on. I mean, uh, this this month is a great example. Uh, we used to – you know, March Madness is, uh, is a big part of what I do now. Is, uh, I'm the college basketball editor for CBSSports.com. But, uh, you know, back in the day, you know – the NCAA tournament was almost uh, the fourth or fifth thing because of the Florida swing and spring training and uh, uh, the tennis tournament at Key Biscayne. Uh, you know, there'd be, there'd be so much going on. It was like the busiest month for us at the Palm Beach Post that, that month. And that just shows like, uh, you know, just how much, uh, you know, it's a destination people from St. Louis coming down to see the Cardinals and, uh, you, you know, all, all the events going on. And uh, it feels like we're just like the kind of the capital of the uh, sports world for this month.
2: St. To uh, to talk to you again, and um, and and think back to, to the, our time on every Saturday okay, at your you and and I, I with like a lot of reality behind this. I don't think this is you had as much to do with the popular of FAU sports as anybody because. <laughs> local, you know, voice you was building your own site, like the whole. In my in in my, my memory of you, from a media standpoint,
5: I don't think I deserve any of that credit. I think that's all all because of uh, what you guys did at ESPN West Palm. I mean, I remember when that became. You know, the flagship station, what a upgrade in the coverage of uh, of FAU sports and it came like at the perfect time. You know, that was the uh, uh, you know, that really just raised the level of, of interest, I think, uh, because y'all treated it like it was, a, it was a major program, not a mid-major, but like a major, you know, major university. It was Division One, but uh, we know there's different levels of that, you know, in college sports, but, uh, uh, but you guys did such a, a great job of of uh legitimizing i think the program and uh you know right when it was starting to get some interest and i think uh, that those really you know went hand in hand so i thought it was a kind of a cool relationship to for for me to be on with you guys almost you know every every saturday and uh, uh you know talking about the game talking being on the, on the phone with you uh, mike and uh you know from places in the sunbelt uh, from Jones, you know, talking to you from Jonesboro, Arkansas and things like that. But it was, its kind of cool that there was, there, there was interest and you could just kind of like kind of feel it growing.
3: Marcus Nelson, CBS Sports, formerly Palm Beach Post, formerly FAU, Owl Access. Some of your former colleagues, we don't have to name names. They weren't, you know, the happiest people in life. They were sort of curmudgeons. So what was it about you that made you actually want to be a part of this mess every Saturday and actually have fun as a sports writer? Cause I feel like, you know, not always the forte of sports writers.
5: Uh, well, I mean, you know, it was, uh, I, I tend to get kind of stressed out when it was you know, Saturday's game day. It's kind of like the, the, mm-hmm. the final exam. Uh, you know, each week it was kind of like, you know, you do your coverage leading up to the game. And, uh, uh, you know, that's what people pay to see. They You know, they don't go to practice. They go to the game. You know, everybody wanted to, uh, you know, get the game. And I, it, I think it was cool to um, – you know, be, especially like being on the road and things, you know, like where, uh, you know, like, Oh, I wonder if anybody's interested back home, you know, but, uh, you know, then i connect with you guys and yeah, you, you know, people are talking about it and I'd, uh, listen to the, whoever was talking before me, you know, Tom D'Angelo might be talking before me, you know, things like that, talk about Florida state. And all of a sudden it was talking about Florida Atlantic, you know, and you, like, like I said, I think ESPN was probably like one of the first places to, 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 to really do that and kind of like treat them as a, um, uh, you know, as a as a as a major program, we did that at the Palm Beach Post when I was there, um, just because it was so unique and 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 new with uh, Howard Schnellenberger there and, and the dreams he had, uh, uh, you really got people excited. So yeah, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was really cool to make that part of the the weekly, uh, you know, kind of event. Is is make sure I was going to be talking to you guys, and I felt like I was like you know talking to our readers, which we
2: of course didn't do that much when we worked for the newspaper, you know. Mark, because I'm actually really interested in show fit into your, your day on game days how annoying were we to you like did, did you decide to like to, to join us and know that we're like were we a burden did you enjoy it like what oh my god no, you no, no
5: well okay so i'd say uh in general no it was great i like like doing it it was because it was always in the morning you know that was uh, that was fine we usually maybe on the way to a place you know like that uh, but I, I can't remember one of the last uh, shows uh, uh, I probably did with you guys because it was right before I left the Palm Beach Post was uh, uh, the early Saturday morning sports page. And I remember uh, the day after they won the New Orleans Bowl. Well, unfortunately, like, you know, they gave it into late and then you got know, you to go uh, celebrate a little bit about what's going on. So uh, I remember that was an early wake up call. In fact, it probably it wasn't even a wake up call. It probably just stayed up uh, uh you know because we just, you know you're running on adrenaline you're excited you know we, it, i mean was in the, the team was on bourbon street until really late that night you know so i was like you talking to people talking to parents and talking to the players who so just pulled off a, uh you know a great uh great victory over memphis and that was just like you know really exciting and then uh yeah and i was like oh geez i forgot i told uh i told the uh, of them i'd be talking to him. it was like eight in the morning you know, which is you know an hour earlier over there because it's a central job but uh, yeah, but that was like one of the yeah that was like kind of the, the, one of the, one of the highlights of uh, that New Orleans Bowl trip. So that was probably the uh, uh, you know a really a really big uh, uh, headline. Um, you know, showed the program was is ascended and, and really reached a high point at, at that time.
3: As someone who traveled with Marcus plenty of times, I think he deserves a ton of respect for doing sightseeing on Friday nights <laughs> on the road with FAU, and then still waking up for the Saturday sports page. So. We did our share of sightseeing uh, with some of these random uh, sunbelt towns. You know, when you see the rise of everything, obviously high school football is a big part of that. You had the Lamar Jacksons of the world. You know, for us as a station coming up 20 years, we've seen so many of them, the Lamars, the Anquans. When you look back on Palm Beach County and high school football, how much do you see that impact what we have today as a sports scene?
5: Oh, no, it's huge. I mean, uh, in fact, thats what I'd also say, you know, with the, uh, if you guys go do the coffee table book of uh, – Yes, ESPN's uh, 20 years in uh, West Palm. Uh, the, the coverage of high school sports that you guys did, again, elevated everything. I mean, that was like that's, – that's huge. You guys still do it today. Uh, you know, it's, it's really cool because, uh, you know, in, in the newspaper business is kind of struggling a little bit, and, and you guys are just really kind of taking that mantle and like are kind of like the record for high school sports in, in, this, in this county. And it is just – you know, it's so so good, and the teams are so good, and there's so many great players that have have, uh, come through there that uh, you guys have just really become – we covered high school sports very extensively when I I was there at the Palm Beach Post, and it was was really fun to do that. And, yeah, you did get to see so many great players coming through. It's it's so good to see that, you know, other outlets are are really covering that. Uh, Channel 5 from uh, – you know, the NBC affiliate, uh, Brian, I know you have a lot to do with that. Uh, yep. uh the, the, but the show you guys do now is, is great, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's one thing that you don't get it if the city gets too big. Like, I watch a lot of news from Miami and they don't really cover high school sports that much, you right. know. And I think it's kind of a shame. I think it's really cool to, you know, that's and it's really smart from a business standpoint because that's your audience of the future. You've got to get people interested while they're young, uh, you know, and the coverage of high school sports has just been just another in the feather cap of ESPN West Palm.
2: You're kind of, you're kind of touching on it here, but I, I, I'm interested in, I mean, like selfishly, I haven't been in the market for just your, your breadth of experience. Share what it was like when you first started to get into the business of to what the sports scene is now.
5: Well, I mean, you know, everything's changed and, I, and I'm sure it's really for the better, but you know, it probably is. Uh, uh, but you know, the, I think the biggest thing is just, uh, you know, the, the, the state of newspapers and how they've had to trim staff. And, um, you, you know, like I said, we, like a, f- a football Friday night and working the Palm Beach Post newsroom was just an exhilarating experience. It was just so busy. And it's just like, oh, it's, you know, so many things were coming in. And they just don't have the staff to do that these days. And, uh, you know, they get the paper the next day. The scores sometimes aren't even in there. You know, you have to wait an extra day. And that's just kind of. Uh, you know th- that's changed. Uh, you know, and I know everything's you know, going to the internet. That's where I work now, uh, and, and you know, r- rightfully so. That's probably the best way to deliver n- news is through the, you know, cell phone, the smartphone, the uh, the internet, the text, the email. The, uh, that's the uh, instantaneous. Instead of uh, uh, doing that, but that's I, it's really the you know, athletics has changed. College athletics have changed with uh, you know amateurism rules and everything. And yeah, it's just crazy how much it has changed in twenty years. I was thinking about it when you guys were telling me about this uh, project you were doing for uh, to celebrate y'all's 20, 20 years is how, how much everything really has changed. And uh, uh, I can't really remember, you know, before you guys got here, you know, it it seems like you guys are just, you're already an institution in this County, which I think is really great. And uh, uh, but, you know, I think you guys have had a big part in the change of, in in the evolution where high school sports, you know, one of the first places you you turn to would be ESPN uh, 106.3.
3: Marcus Nelson, CBS Sports. You read him in the Palm Beach Post. You read him in FAU Isle Access. If you're ever on the road, wherever you are, he's your guy. If you want to find some random hole-in-the-wall food place, always trust the <laughs> recommendations. He is your go-to there. Marcus, thank you for the time, and thank you all the years for being us, someone that we didn't have to dread texting every Saturday morning.
5: Oh, my God, no. no, It's great to hear from you guys. It's been a long time since we talked to uh, – well, I see you, Brian, at the games, but yeah. uh, uh, you know, since I heard from Mike and uh, – uh, so great to great to hear from the guys that were there around in the early years of uh, uh, when you guys were starting on 760. So, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been great. I hope you guys have another time. We'll talk to you in another 20 years.
0: <laughs> You're listening to ESPN 1063, 20 years of defining sports in Palm Beach County on the Treasure Coast. You are listening to ESPN West Palm's 20 for 20 celebrating 20 years of defining sports in Palm beach County
1: and the treasure coast. We'll start taking your calls. What is your favorite Mike Goldstein memory? 888-760-3776. I'm Jim Rutledge. You know me for like a year and a half. If everyone else was sick on Christmas, I would once in a while host with 17 other people because they didn't trust me to be anywhere close uh, to the mic. Like, you get five words at a time. Does that seem about right, Mike Goldstein?
2: Um, I think that that's generous. We probably didn't have 17 people who would be willing to be on the air with you. So you probably were doing whatever you're talking about solo. So, yes, but that is otherwise true.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, it, w- yeah.
2: it would take a lot to get Jim in front of the microphone and allow us to turn it on.
1: A lot of yeah. tragedy. A lot of tragedy. <laughs> a lot of bad things happened to get me on the mic here in West Palm. Again, you guys sent me away. I had to go to, to Madison uh, to be able to come back here and be on the sweet 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. slot with the, the think, famous think Mike Goldstein. How, j- Jim, the
2: fail, yeah, yeah. Think about <laughs> how much work you had to put in, how long you've been on the air just to get this time slot.
1: Congratulations. It's, it's <laughs> glorious. It's, it's, so it really, is funny. it's I, like <laughs> winning the Super Bowl, honestly. <laughs>
3: I, the reaction from the higher ups when I like lay out what the day is like, a lot of it is like, wow, Mike's doing the full hour. And they're like, all right, that makes sense. Like, he's excited about it. Then when they see Jim, they're like, you know, he has a weekly, daily show. Like, why would he say yes to this? I was like, I don't know. He said yes and I ran with
2: it. And here we are. I, I had an option. I, I, I'm out of here. What are we doing? I didn't know I had a choice. I, I, I should stress, though, that I, I the excitement is limited here. If you're going to wake me up, and of course I'm going to join here. You know, of course I'm going to be a part of this. But if you're going to wake me up at 2 in the morning, I'm not waking up to do three minutes with Jim Rutledge. Like, (laughs) give me a break. Like, I'm going to stay up for the whole hour. Like, come on, I'm awake already. You are
1: blessed for three minutes with me.
2: Listen, Jim, I, I miss you. I love you. But, like, I, I'm certainly not waking up to, to hear you for three minutes. I'm more than happy to roast you for as much as I possibly can.
1: <laughs> I, um, I, I will happily take all that. But so we are, like, looking back at the at the, at the 20 uh, years of ESPN West Palm. And you kind of touched on it earlier. So we've kind of – and I'm sure they've – I'll be honest. I haven't listened to a ton of the shows that were on before us. But I'm sure they shared some stories <laughs> about what happened, you know – during their time and, like, how the stations come up. Because I will give you guys a compliment. Uh, you, Evan, uh, Lance Davis, uh, Debbie Brown, Debbie Jeter, uh, and a, a bunch of others who I didn't realize when they told me it was a 20-year anniversary. I'm like, wait, I've been in Madison for 15 years. How is it the 20 anniversary of ESPN West Palm? So credit to all of you. I didn't realize how new this station was because of how, like, put together. You might not have thought you were put together, but for someone coming in from, like, College radio. To, it was like, wow, I got to reach Mike Goldstein, Evan Cohen, and everyone's standards here to, to be all these things. So uh, I guess talk about how you got to ESPN West Palm because if there are people who know who you are, who you are, I'm sure they want to hear the story. But then also your time here uh, because it, it was kind of uh, like a pirate ship uh, early on as it started up.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, that's really that's actually an interesting way to put it. Um, no joke. Um, yeah, I mean, and you know. Lance Davis, whose name he just mentioned, was texting me just as we were coming on the air. I don't know. Lance, if you're listening, I'm so sorry that you're listening. <laughs> I apologize for, on behalf of Jim and Brian. Actually, I'll just put m- that out C- for everyone. We're Lance sorry. was on yeah, midnight
3: I, to 1 a.m. You
2: missed his big hour spot already with Stephen there, Craig. There, there, There is there's a story that Lance, he roasts me on all the time. And it's actually kind of part of the origin story here. Again, I'm trying to make this as interesting as possible because this is surely not interesting. So I went to school at Syracuse. Uh, I worked there for a year after I graduated, and then I came back to where my parents were living. I went to live with my parents down in South Florida, and I just threw my rate, my um, um, my uh, resume at the time, like a paper resume probably, and a tape or a CD of like things that I did on my college radio station. I threw it out to three radio stations in South Florida: WQAM, um, whatever I think, WAXY or whatever whatever they were at the time, and 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 then 760 at the time, um, EFL. And I think Steve was the first person to call me back, and it might have been either via Steve or Lance. And like right before I, I sent out my, my my stuff, like you know, you do like this old school thing. I was connected somehow, some way to somebody in the market who is very well known through like a friend of a friend of a family friend, and it was Eric Reed, <laughs> the 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 TV oh, yeah. guy yeah. for the Heat, and. I I think that I might have mentioned that to Lance. Like, hey, yeah, like Eric Reed told me to give you a call. Like, I I don't know, you know, whatever, you know, whatever I said to Lance. And he has been absolutely (laughs) roasting me for 15 years about like leveraging. Hey, I know Eric Reed. I didn't know Eric Reed. (laughs) I have no idea who he is. I talked to him for like 15 minutes and he told me to reach out to you. So, uh, no, I I walked in there in, in, I think, April of, of 2005. And, you know, as was practice at the time, I was told to hang out and not get paid and just like do whatever I could. And yeah, I mean, like I, I probably ran some numbers and, and got some info for Evan. And, and I think that my from the first time I was like working on the radio station and getting paid to do it, I was running Sunday Night Baseball, which was a coveted slot by people who didn't have jobs at the time, seriously. <laughs> it was very, uh, seriously, yeah. like that's what you, you wanted to get Sunday Night Baseball. and And I ran Sunday Night Baseball once a week. And I just hung around. And if boy, if, if there are people who work at that company, who have been around for 15 plus years, they know that story, they know what that felt like. And that's what that's what it was like back then. And you had to hang out, you didn't get paid. And I was lucky enough that I was living at home with my parents, which was rec- incredibly embarrassing, but it was like <laughs> a very common practice. Yeah. And I, I just showed up when I could. And that was it. And, and eventually, for whatever stupid reason, Steve and Lance and Evan put me on the air with Russ and I was co-hosting with Russ and that was one of the first like real full things I was doing other than like uh, top of the hour sports center updates at the time so like I it, that's that's just how it how it happened you know and then um Lance left I, I started taking over some more of the operation stuff and then you end up a couple years later with what what pratique says like we just do stuff because Mike G said it, but like that's that's what happened. That's literally what happened. There was nobody else there. It was me, Jmart. I mean, I don't think people realize it was like me, Jmart, Mart, Evan, and Steve, and maybe Lavica. Like I, I at, like at the time, maybe Ken was there already, and that was it. Like that was the whole like content team, <laughs> and, and then we had other people part time. Like that that was it. It was it was wild, and I'm probably forgetting like four or five people who worked there were, were like doing everything that I told them to do. But um,
1: they're all seething.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it was it was extraordinarily bare bones. We were on the air very little. Um, you know, that, that was it, though, like at the time, like, to, I'm talking 2006 2007. Like, this is a long time ago, man. And um, we were just a very different operation. I'm sure I don't know how you run now. But I'm sure it's not like that. Um, yeah. And then like, it, we, we had so much freedom and so much leeway to do whatever we wanted, you know, within the realm um we we didn't it sounds ridiculous we didn't have to care if we were like really all that good you know like we weren't looking at ratings that's for damn sure you know like we, were, we weren't selling based on ratings so we just kind of had like, it was a it was like a, a lab you know and i i always referred to that uh use, use that expression when we talked about the saturday sports page but that's like what the whole the whole radio station was the whole content team we were a lab we were just figuring things out trying things what would work. I mean, Evan had an idea, and I would fight him on it, and I would yell at him, and then we would just do it, you know, like, that's, that's the way it would work, you know, um, that's, that's how things went. And that's, I mean, that's ultimately how we came to have that show do what it was, and, and how you guys all had had roles, because it was, you know, semi calculated, but it was, you know, part circumstance and happenstance. And that's just kind of, we had opportunity that like, if I were to you know, if, if you're asking me like legitimately talk about this, yeah. I, if I come all the way back around, very Saturday Sports Page-ish. It took me six minutes or whatever to <laughs> to figure that out. Like the the core of of that show and and that time was this opportunity. Like there was just open opportunity for everybody at, at all times, so and that's that's really what we were all about.
1: That's Mike Goldstein. This is ESPN (laughs) West Palm. And and Mike, no, I wanted you to share that story. And it's funny, we all have shared stories off the air through over the last uh, hours. And I'm sure the more stories are going to be shared on the air about hanging around. Uh, Pratik and I both joked about. Uh, we worked 39 and a half hours, you know, paid. <laughs> and then the rest was interns with, with gift cards from local restaurants or whatever. So, yeah, I didn't even get gift cards. I don't, yeah. even, I don't know who's partners anymore. So gift we'll just say cards, uh, <laughs> gift, gift cards. I don't know. I don't know Baked, who was
2: slipping you gift cards. A gift card. that was like. A free I, no sandwich. <laughs> yeah, a free sandwich. So. Mike once
3: credentialed me for game seven of Heat Hawks in Atlanta. <laughs> like, I just happened to be there. I was like, hey, I was an intern. And I was like, could I cover this? Yeah, I guess. So I covered it,
1: <laughs> but like it—that's what that was how it was. And and Mike, um, we'll, we'll tease this because everyone Ooh. wants to know. Because wait, wait hold, I, on, hold yes.
2: on, hold on, hold on. Wait, or we? Do we have to take a break? Do we have to break right now? Soonish, yeah. But go ahead. Two forty-six. Yeah. 40. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, you like you were just like you were just teasing something. Well, cause like, they, well I, I got, go, my, you
1: got You got a break right now, Mike. I, I keep on wanting to call the show Rutledge and Hamilton, and I'm just following the Madison clock. So like I don't, I don't really know. what's happening. No, I, I, you, you what you just said reminded me of something. And I, is Colella going to be
2: on the show? Is Joe C yep. on time today?
3: Six a to seven a is that Joe and Patakas? He's a big deal.
2: Oh God, that's that's actually a good show. I would listen to that. Okay, <laughs> but I not this. Whatever we are, <laughs> this is not that. No, um, I, I used to and I asked Joe about this. If he remembers. I'm pretty sure that I credentialed him as an intern to go cover the Panthers. Yes. and not. To I've hate been in them. that boat like, also. Yeah, and like I sent him to cover the Panthers and like write a blog <laughs> and. Get audio for for the Panthers, and it was unpaid. What were we doing? I, like no idea. there was a lot of opportunity, and there was a lot of that, whatever that was, which was not a good idea. We should not have been doing that. <laughs> that was not right. That we should not. I, I'm sorry, Joe. I, I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: we call that it was, experience, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it is.
1: <laughs> now we call it something else. But back then, we called it an experience. But we yeah. can uh, we can talk about because uh, we did share of talk about the ragtag group, the pirate ship of like between me and J Mart. And like neither I should not have been hired even as an intern. And we can kind of talk about that, but just kind of just the overall state of the office, as we wrap up uh, our uh, hour uh, talking about uh, ESPN West Palm beach in the 20 years, uh, this is the rerun of Saturday sports.
0: You are listening to ESPN West palms, 20 for 20 celebrating 20 years of defining sports in Palm beach County
1: and the treasure coast. I am relieved, guys, uh, that Courtney came in and told us there was burnt, someone burnt popcorn because I was worried that maybe I was having a stroke because it is 2.50 in the morning. I've been up uh, pushing 23 hours here, and I was like, if I'm having a stroke or does it smell like burnt popcorn here, I just need to get to bed. Uh, this, Either way, the show's ending. <laughs> yes. so, and so who's coming? I can tell you right now. I got the, you got the whole lineup in front of you. I do. Cyrus is coming
3: up next. Yep. Talking uh, ESPN West Palm Top 63.
1: Well, likely Matt Burke. I'll tell you, some big names. I'll tell you what, the top sixty-three players in Florida are way different than the top sixty-three players <laughs> oh, <yeah>? in Wisconsin. <laughs> wow. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like eight play Division one football out of the state of Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm Jim Rutledge, Pratique, McLovin, uh Mike Goldstein with you. Uh twenty for twenty, ESPN West Palm. Mike, are you still there? Or did you fall asleep? <laughs>
2: no, I'm I'm here. I was actually curious. I wanted to ask Brian a question. Uh-huh. Um uh, um, was the purpose of this this hour like, what's what's the purpose of this of this 20 hours? are you trying to make good radio no because this has definitely not been <laughs> no. this, this hour not like, at all so curious, like, like.
3: <laughs> we talk a lot about fans teammates and partners at gkb and we've accepted that today these 20 hours one for us yeah it's about teammates <laughs> it's one day <laughs> we're team, patting yeah. ourselves on the
2: back that's really you know, all today's fun. about <laughs> I'm glad that you answered it that way. Cause that's a hundred percent what I was thinking. Yes. Like, I was think like, as Jim was like talking about, like when he was coming back in from the, from the break and like talking about who's on, I'm like, I don't know what are, these what are you talking about? What are you doing? And, and I realized like, this has got to be one of those things that's like, we don't care what this yes. sounds like. This is for us. Okay. I was just
4: curious. Was I'm just not making, sure what this hour sure. even did for teammates. Yeah, I guess that's fair. We got to
1: talk fatigue. Yeah, we went through all
4: this trouble for Jim and I to finally connect. <laughs> Frankly, we could take the next three minutes and just do a moment of silence for the Saturday Sports Page, and I think that would have quite a profound impact.
1: Oh man, yeah, this was this is good. We're at, we had a good show. I, I have this bad habit during the show because I'm like, why am I? As I'm doing it, I'm like, I don't know what I'm calling this show. Uh-huh. I vaguely remember the call, like what the signal is and the rest of it. I asked McLovin as we go to break, I'm like, what is this show called? Because I don't know how to take it to break. And I'm like, why am I introducing everyone? Because nobody knows. I can make up names every time. And be like, oh, okay. Maybe they were on 10, 15 years ago. Goodness. But Mike, going back in time, 15 years, um, I I shared the story of, were you part of my intern uh, interview where I showed up in basketball shorts and a polo?
2: Uh, I, I, no, I don't think I was, but I've heard this story. So it's yeah. a very good story. Yeah, so, so I was... a gym origin story, yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so I, I I had a buddy of mine who uh, I was a bartender at a restaurant uh, down in Boca across from FAU, and a buddy of mine knew I was doing uh, OWL radio and TV and newspaper and writing for The Sunset in a little bit, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. He's like, he was a big fan of Evan Cohen and the station, so he got me Evan Cohen's card when Evan came into the restaurant. And so... Then I I emailed Evan and then Evan's like, hey, I'll be at FAU basketball media days. Do you want to come by and say hello there? I said, sure, uh, that sounds fine. And then I meet him there. He's like, okay, so how about you come up and uh, you want to take a tour of the station? I was like, sure, I'll take a tour of the station. Me being an idiot, I just thought it was like a tour of the station. He didn't say anything about an internships. <laughs> so I was like, I just came up in flip flops, basketball short, sent like a goodwill polo. I had really long hair then and a, like a pretty full beard. And I was just like hanging out and just saw how they did it. And I thought it was like a cool opportunity. They're like, we're going to, we want to talk afterwards. I'm like, I did something wrong. And then they're like, Hey, would you want like they're giving me this whole spiel? And they're like, do you want to intern with us? And I was like, yeah. They're like, we can't pay you. I'm like, I thought I'd have to pay you, so yeah, absolutely, I, I, I'm in. So like that's, but Wait, then you, they, didn't
2: no. you didn't have to pay. No,
1: I thought you had to pay to be with. But us. He does no, now. That's how a, he
4: stuck around. There's
1: no paperwork that exists for me in this company. I didn't turn in. I didn't apply for an internship. I didn't apply for the job I got in Madison or any of these jobs. I, I'm just like a, I'm just like in it. I'm just some mystery person in the company. But I'll, I'll say this: then they put me on the weekends with Jmart. They wouldn't let me in the building like Monday through Friday. I, I'm guessing that's strategic. <laughs> They're like, let's just make sure he's not insane. Uh, We'll sleep with Jmart if he's fine. Like him and Jmart can just weirdo it out and figure out the, the top weirdo will survive. And we'll just keep whichever one. is It really around. sounds like Jmart walks so you could run. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, this sounds like his yeah, origin exactly. story. Exactly. Yeah. They, they had Jmart. Like, maybe we can get another Jmart. And, and, and so then, then it all worked through
2: the, the rest of it. Jim, but, I, I hate to break it to you, you had the internship before you walked in because that that very the way that you described that that situation that was very clearly. We were just trying to make sure that you felt good about coming to this. That that's how bad we were at the time. Like, oh boy, we've got we've got a guy who's doing college radio at FAU. We have to make him feel good about coming to intern for us. That's that's what that was. And we were trying to make put on a show for you. Oh,
1: oh man. man! And I was like, oh wow, this is so cool. ESPN. And I will never I'll uh, never forget how baffled I was when I looked around and saw the phone numbers with four one four and two six two. And I'm like, why do you have Wisconsin area codes on these numbers? Because then I, I learned a little bit more. Uh, about good karma but uh, Mike I, I will uh, I'll these guys can speak too but I will say this that uh, not only did you make a major impact on, on me as a person but as a as a radio host and everything else in the company and in the sales wise as well but I also carried that to Madison and when I was training people uh, when I was director of content up there and I still carry it now when I try to mentor people it's a lot of the same things I learned from you so thank you
2: no, I, I appreciate that and in all seriousness, i know brian's playing this out (laughs) i am extraordinarily proud of all of you like forget about the time that we spent together but where you all what you all ended up doing with your careers and with your lives like very proud of what we were able to accomplish you know as a group as a team and um i I just i I love watching you guys succeed and that was honestly like if i could go back and explain what that show for me was about. It was about everybody else succeeding, because I certainly was not worried about myself succeeding. I really, though, am proud about of, of all you guys and what you were able to do. Jim, you, you especially, um, Brian, Prateek, I know we didn't really work together, but um, I mean, it's, it's amazing to see where- It was our
4: first time from. for everything.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Uh, where you all are at in the company now and, and you know where you came from. So um, I, I appreciate the guys giving me the time to, uh, to make fun of you all and, and do whatever this was. Thanks.
1: Thanks for hopping on, Mike. And this reminds me, I was always the most stressed out as a producer, doing the backwards counting on the clock. <laughs> backwards
2: counting. Math Back is uh, hard. Jim. Not what is
1: happening. Why is the we're, we're, we're going right. by? <laughs>